right, guys, before we get started today, a big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Surface, celebrating 10 years of partnership with the NFL. As the official laptop, tablet, and sideline technology provider for the LA Chargers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field every day. Learn more about Surface at surface.com. And welcome in to the final drive after the Chargers lose 38-10 to the Jacksonville Jaguars at SoFi Stadium. As always, joined by Haley Elwood and senior writer Eric Smith. And guys, I, I figured I'd just set you up with the facts from yesterday. Really no positives from this game. You lose 38-10. to 10. Um, Your quarterback guts it out. Um, the, the Jacksonville Jaguar offense ran 75 plays. They were on the field for 38 and a half minutes. Um, the Chargers offense could not get anything going. Uh, 26 yards on the ground. I believe Austin Eckler had 33 total yards in the game. And your quarterback was hurt. And, you know, the, the one touchdown they had it was a 75-yard drive. All 75 yards came from the arm of, of Justin Herbert. Um, there was a lot of discussion after the game as to whether he should have been taken out um, with five minutes left in the game. Um, there were a ton of injuries in this game. Rashawn Slater, Joey Bosa, Jalen Guyton, Kenneth Murray, who I believe returned to the game. And that's on top of the injuries that they already have to Corey Lindsley and Keenan Allen and J.C. Jackson. So it's been a rough three weeks for this team. And uh, I, I think that this score took everybody by surprise. Haley, I'll start with you. Just kind of your thoughts on, on Sunday. This is one of those games that it's really hard to come on this podcast and talk about because like you yeah. said, there are no positives to be taken away from what happened on Sunday. I think the most disappointing thing that I literally had the realization of this morning is that they had 10 days to get this thing righted after Kansas City and to lose in a blowout to Jacksonville was just extremely disappointing and disheartening and we knew Justin obviously wasn't going to be a hundred percent. He's probably not going to be a hundred percent as Staley alluded, you know, for some time, because this is just one of those injuries. that just kind of lingers. And obviously as a quarterback, you're going to get hit at certain times in the game. So, you know, that he's not a hundred percent, but I think I was just most disappointed in the defense. And obviously sure you lose Joey a hundred percent. He goes out and he's a difference maker. And this whole season, offseason, all we've talked about is the impact of Bosa and Mac. And I was talking to you yesterday about this. Leading into this game, I was listening to Sirius XM NFL Radio, and one of their shows was talking about this team needs to have Bosa and Mac come off the edge and just affect Trevor Lawrence and get to him. Well, when you lose 50% of that, it makes it tough with the other half to have an impact. But I think it was just really um, just a bummer. To, to go out, especially after some rest and, you know, you get guys hopefully healthy, but then you have the litany of injuries that happened yesterday. And as someone who's been with this team now for nine seasons, that was a tough one. That was a really, really tough one because it, it made me think back in 2015. I think the Chargers had the most players on injured reserve of any team in the league. And it just felt like week after week you're getting hits. And these were hits to big guys. These were hits to big players, especially when you talk about Bosa and Rashawn Slater. But it's just tough. I mean, it, it's, you know, you can give the spin that it's week three 
obviously, and there's a whole heck of a lot of season to play. But this is a really hard one, and seeing how this team responds is going to be huge in terms of how they potentially can turn this around. Yeah, Eric, we talk about injuries, and <clears throat> all the guys that I listed, man, a lot of them are were on that top 100 list, right? Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson, Corey Lindsley, Rashawn Slater. So, I mean, these are big dudes <laughs> that are out at this point. But taking that away, just the execution, I believe, in all three phases, the Jags outplayed the Chargers from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, outplayed them, outcoached them, out everything them. I mean, it was, I think you said it. There, there's really no positives from yesterday. Um, and I think at least I could kind of tell early, like the first like five, ten minutes of the game, there was no juice from from the team at all. Um, you know, and the, and the early turnover didn't help. Um, you know, but when the offense punted twice and then turns the ball over on their next two drives, and after four drives, you're looking at no points. Um, I think after the first, it took till the early of the second quarter before the offense even got their first first down. And it, it, it I mean, I, I did not expect 38 to 10. I don't think any of us did. But you could tell maybe early in the first 10 minutes of the game, like, okay, like this is something seems a little off here. Um, and then, you know, in the second half, it just kind of spiraled out of control. Um, you know, Chris, you mentioned time of possession. You know, I thought the defense actually, if there is a, a small positive, I thought the defense gave them a chance early by limiting limiting them to, to field goals. You know, they were, I think, 0 for 3 on, on goal-to-go situations. So you think, okay, maybe they're, maybe they're going to have a chance. Maybe, you know, it's just a slow start. They're going to get going. But it was just off. It was just an off day. Um, you know, and I think all of us have been around the NFL long enough to know that off days happen, but not like that. Like that, it was just bad. It was bad. Um, you know, and I actually had talked to, um, you know, Haley, you mentioned the 10 day break, you know, I was, I, I kind of wondered that internally. Okay. You're coming off two AFC West games to start the year, a lot of hype. And then you have such a long layoff to week three, you know, how, how is this team going to look? And I talked to Morgan Fox on Friday. Um, and I'm like, Hey man, you, you, you've been around, you know, you're, you're a veteran. How do you, how do you tell the younger guys that there are no easy games? Right. Because, you know, Jacksonville, you know, one thing we haven't mentioned, they had lost 18 road games in a row. They hadn't won until, and like on the road until the, like the end of the 2019 season. It was, right. it was, uh, a long streak. Um, and he said, yeah, like there are no easy games. Like if you think you can just walk out and win, then you're kidding yourself. And part of me wondered if that's what the Chargers thought they could do. You know, I think the Jaguars are a much improved team. Um, I think nationally, you know, people think of them as a team that only wins, you know, one or two or three games a year. And now they have two wins and the Chargers only have one. And yeah, it was it was a slap in the face. Um, yeah, no no positives. Um, and yeah, like you, Haley. I mean, I wrote about it last night. But how is the team going to respond? Because they're one and two, and now they got back to back road games coming up. Like it's it's a it's a test early on. And guys, I, I look at the injuries. <clears throat> Corey Lindsley and Keenan Allen, perhaps the 
two most important players on the field for a quarterback, especially Justin Herbert, right? Those guys are out. Um, I said before the game that they had to establish a running game for the first time this season. 12 carries, 26 yards. Austin Eckler, 4 carries, 5 yards. Sony Michelle, 5 for 22. Josh Kelly only had one carry in this game, one for negative three yards, I think, at the end of the game. So clearly there's a problem running the football right now. And I just wonder, we were so high on Isaiah Spiller in the preseason, and I believe he's healthy now. I wonder if you see him this week or here in the near future, because that was a guy that I think everybody identified as somebody who could be the complement to Austin Eckler. Right now, they need much more than that. They, they just need a, they need a running game to help out their quarterback. And perhaps Isaiah Spiller can help out there. Yeah, uh, Jalen Guyton suffered an injury. I know Coach Staley is going to speak on, on all these injuries later today. Uh, Josh Palmer had a nice game, 6 for 99. Mike Williams, one catch for 15 yards. Um, th- that's a problem, too. they got to get Mike involved uh, much more, similar to what they did in KC. And then, you know, defensively, I think Jacksonville, just the quick game, I think kind of caught the Chargers off guard a little bit. And, you know, last week when they shut out the Colts, it's early in an NFL season, so you don't really know what to make of any of these teams. I'll say this. I thought Jacksonville was impressive last week against the Colts. They look like a complete football team to me. Like, their defense was pretty awesome. Last uh, or yesterday, their offense is very balanced with Etienne and, and Robinson, and then Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram, and um, he uh, Trevor Lawrence finally has competent coaching at the quarterback position, and it shows. You know, so so that's a team that you know when the schedule comes out and you like do your win loss win loss win loss, um, don't do that anymore, and, and use this as a as a textbook example as to why not to do that anymore, Haley. <laughs> Yeah, um, these are not the Jags of years past. That's been the adage that that we've heard all week, right? And I think we can all, the three of us, can sit here on Monday morning and go, yeah, they're not. They're not. They actually might be a good team. They're leading the AFC South right now. They might actually make noise. Um, Their defense is no joke. You know, they had six takeaways as of last week, six takeaways through two games. They had nine all of 2021. Now they have eight. So they're no joke. And... They put the pressure on the Chargers all day. And I think the one thing, you know, I talked about actually um, up top about how disappointing the Chargers defense was. But in speaking to the offense, now I might go back and revert and change my mind because the offense was not changed. Nothing really from this Chargers offense, besides really the addition of Gerald Everett and adding Zion on the offensive line, is different compared to last year. And so when you look at the production that they had last year and you compare it to this year, now again, I know Keenan was out and all of that and we were missing, the Chargers were missing pieces on the offensive line, but Brandon Staley said it has been really, really difficult to establish any sort of offensive rhythm. And why? Just why is that the case when so many, like the cast of characters, remains largely unchanged. And I think that's something that this team is going to have to figure out and going to have to answer over these next few weeks. Because when you talk about the running back, like you mentioned it, all offseason we're talking about who's going to be running back, the backup running back, running back number two. Who's number one right now? Who is going to take on this load? Because unfortunately, Austin, it's not working right now. Whatever is happening up front, it's not working. And they need to get it done. Because also you have a quarterback 
who's got an injury that, again, is probably going to linger and you need to take the pressure off of him when it comes to not having him. I know you, you mentioned it, that drive was all Justin throwing that touchdown drive. It can't be like that every week. No, it can't. And it, I, I said 33 yards. Austin actually had 53 yards. I think he had 48 um, receiving. But four carries for five yards, Eric. I mean, we can keep saying it, but I think we got to see it. That running game has to come alive at some point. You hope you get Corey Lindsley back sooner than later, and um, you can start to churn some some yards on the ground. And the thing is, like, the the running game had been in focus for, for the wrong reasons in the first two weeks of the season. And then it got worse. I mean, yesterday was the worst of the three performances. You know, only 2.2 yards of carry. And so, I don't know. Like, it it's weird because on paper, right, and I know games aren't won on paper, but like, or maybe in theory, it looks like it should work. You know, the, talent, the Chargers have talent on the line. You know, Eckler's not a bad back. Like, you know, it's... There, there's good blockers. Like, in theory, it should work. So I, I don't know why it's not. Um, and I don't really know why the offense isn't clicking at all. Like so, like I said earlier with the with the whole vibe of the team yesterday, but something just feels off with, with that unit. Um, you know, there, there's not as many, as many deep passes as maybe I expected to see. You know, like coming here to as a new, as a new guy here, like, I thought this was going to be this, like, you know, chuck it down the field and all that, and I know injuries have played a part in that. Um, you know, there, there was a point in the game yesterday, I'm trying to remember what quarter it was, but the Chargers were moving, and they had just had, had a big play, and then the next play was the reverse to DeAndre that lost, I think, five or six yards. And I think maybe they got a field goal out of the drive. Like, it wasn't a touchdown, obviously, because, you know, there was only one. And... It's like it's like why why are we going backwards? Like if 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 it's a big play, keep pushing the pace, and it I don't know if they're not as aggressive, you know I don't know, I don't know. It's uh I think there's a lot of questions that we're trying to figure out right now. Um, and Chris, one thing I wanted to go back on that you mentioned was um the the quick game from from Lawrence. Um, I actually had wrote about that on Friday. I looked it up for um NFL Next Gen stats last week and. He only throws deep like two or three times a game. Like him throwing past 20 yards is, is a rarity, really, at, at least through the first two weeks of the season. And it was the same way yesterday. There's only maybe like two or three passes that traveled past 20 yards. He, he gets rid of the ball so quick. Um, and like I figure if, if I'm able to notice that, you think the coaches and the players would be aware of that too going into the game. And it's like they had no answer for it. You know, you got guys playing seven, eight yards off the line, and it's a quick pass for, you know, a three-yard out, and he gets six yards. All they have to do is just dink and dunk their way down the field, and that's exactly what they did. You know, and and 75 plays, it adds up, and, you know, by the end, the the defense was just just gassed. Yeah, first, I think you got to give Doug Peterson a ton of credit. I mean, he's a Super Bowl-winning coach. He had a great game plan, and he's been a masterful play caller throughout his career in the NFL. Um, you know, clearly Justin is not a hundred percent. I mean, he 25 of 45, 297, a touchdown and a pick that, uh, went off of Sony Michelle. So really not his fault, that interception. Um, he's, it's, it's very hard, I think, to give the offense, especially yesterday, a fair shake, knowing that the signal caller is, is in a lot of pain. 
And this is a tricky injury. And this is something that feels like it's going to linger beyond this Sunday and the next Sunday and the next Sunday. So I think it puts the team in a, in a very interesting situation in terms of what do you do? How do you work around Justin's discomfort? Um, We've talked about it. I mean, getting the running game going would be, would be number one for me. Um, And, you know, hopefully getting some guys back, but you can't count on getting all of these guys back. So Haley, I guess Sunday in Houston, a place that they could not win in December last year, the worst loss of 2021, uh, a chance to get right and get to two and two. Um, I will, we're, we're talking about this game, and it was a tough game. There are 14 games left, so there's 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 a lot of time to get it right, um, but it's got to get right starting Sunday. It has to, and uh, yeah, this is a place that Chargers fans, oh lord, when you saw it on the schedule, you're like, eh, we'll be good, and going into Houston, and now you know you have to win this game in Houston, and you fall further below 500. The Texans are a frisky team. I know this is like a phrase that, that we kind of like, but they are. They're 0-2-1, but their two losses have been one-score losses. They hung tough with the Broncos, and they hung tough yesterday with Chicago, who I believe won on a walk-off field goal. So they're not messing around. And I think what we saw last year in that late December game, which, again, was you could dub it the COVID game. There were a lot of injuries, but yet Herbert was there. He was the starting quarterback. And... I think it just shows you, again, kind of like these Jags, you can't discount anyone in the NFL, and these teams are going to hang around, and these teams are going to play tough, and you can't you know, just kind of lay down. So you have to get it right this week, but just because you have a team that's 0-2-1, I wouldn't discount their record right now at all, and I would go into it knowing you have to get this right and you have to turn it around. Eric, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm just fascinated to see how, how, how it goes. Like, it's only Monday, and, like, I... Can't wait for Sunday to see how how the team responds, good or bad. Like I, I don't know. Like, um, you know, you, you always hear, you know, the phrase like, you know, tough times don't last, tough people do, and I'm sure we're gonna hear a bunch of, you know, cliches all week. It's like a and, bumper sticker, Eric. It's a- yeah, yeah, it's, I've, <laughs> I've, I've heard it all. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I want to get to Sunday and see how they do. You know, like the team has to put the work in um, to to get there for sure. One thing we haven't mentioned yet, um, and that was that after the game uh, in the locker room, Sebastian Joseph Day led a, a player, you know, he kind of led the, the, the post-game speech. Um, you know, I think that's important, you know, because, you know, this is this is Bass, this is his first year here, but, you know, he's a leader, he's a captain. Um, you know, it, it, it falls on everyone, you know, for sure. It falls on everyone to get it turned around, but, um, you know, it's on the player's you know, and, and the coach, it, it's on everyone. I, I'm not going to say it's on one more than the other. Um, like I said, I'm just fascinated to see how the team responds because it, there was so much hype with the team coming into the year. And, you know, I think Tom Telesco said it in, in the preseason, you know, he's like, I'm, he's like, it's not one on paper. I'm tired of the hype. Like it's up, it's time for us to go prove it. And through three games, they haven't, you know, they're one and two, like they, they haven't, proven anything good really because it's been it hasn't been great through, through three games um but how how do you respond how, how do you how do you how do you bounce back from this um i i still think this is a good team but but they have but they have to prove that now 
and we'll we'll, we'll find out on Sunday. Chris, can I say one thing? Yeah, please. Um, Because I'm going through last year's schedule. This is uncharted territory for this Chargers team under Brandon Staley, right? I don't think they've ever been under 500 before. That's a good point. So, because I'm looking at the 2021 record, you teetered, um, you know, like right above it uh, pretty much the whole season. Then obviously you went nine and eight, but this is, uh, yeah, when when Eric, you mentioned how are you going to respond, this is a big test because this is new for this team, for this coaching staff, for this regime to figure out how to kind of pull yourself out from being under instead of just sort of treading water. Now you literally have to rise above it. Yeah, it's a, Haley, it's an excellent point. And, you know, I know that the guys look at it from game to game. I'm almost looking at it from uh, the next two weeks on the road, right? At Houston, at Cleveland. You know, I, I think maybe last week we, we look at both of those games and say, hey, the Chargers have a good chance to take care of both of those. Um, they're going to be very difficult games. And make no mistake, I think Houston's going to be a difficult game. Cleveland, with their running game and their ability to control the clock and their defense on the road in Cleveland – uh, if this team can get through those two road games and get back to above 500 with the Broncos in town, Monday Night Football, I think you kind of reset the season, right? But th- these two games, to me, I think are just so crucial to getting the season turned around early, right? Get back to 3-2. and two. You got the Broncos, another AFC West matchup, and you see what happens there. If you beat the Broncos, you're two and one in the division, and you get ready for the stretch run. Um, but I, I'm I'm kind of looking at it from that perspective: is that yes, Houston is Sunday. That's the focus for the team and the coaches. They're not thinking about Cleveland, but the the, the long the, the longer view, I guess here, these next two weeks on the road, um, you got to rally around each other and get the win. And I want to I want to shout out Drew Tranquil, man. I thought he was a complete pro in the locker room, taking the questions. Um, uh, taking accountability for the team, the defense. Um, I just, I loved everything he said, and um, that's how you do it. Uh, he had 12 total tackles in the game, and uh, I just wanted to mention that because I, I think I think it's important for, uh, you know, the guys to, to face the music and be accountable, and, and Drew was awesome yesterday in doing that, representing the team. That's what you need right now, too. You need these these leaders, these guys to stand up, and you need them to to not only take accountability, but hold each other accountable. And I think um, when we're in the locker room at the end of the day, it's, I, I'll be honest, I just went to pressers. I didn't even go in the locker room because I just was like not going to deal with this today. But um, you want answers and it's hard. It, it makes your job difficult when, you know, you're not, you know, it's tough and, and you obviously don't want to, you know, hit guys when they're down. But to have someone like that, um, it reminded me a lot of when I was earlier in my Chargers career, like Eric Weddle was kind of always that guy. Like when when bad losses happened, he always had really thoughtful things to say and, and you always know you could go to him. And so I'm with you. Credit to Drew on that one, big time. Yeah, Chris, I'm I'm definitely glad that you brought that up. Um, shout out to Drew. Like if we're being honest, there weren't there weren't many guys who, who stood up and talked after that loss, um, which I get that you're mad. You know, but, um, you know, I thought there'd be a couple more guys that that faced the questions. Um, and like we talked about accountability, I thought there'd be a little bit more of that. Um, so, yeah, just fascinated. I, I'm it, it was a terrible loss, but 
after that, like, okay, let, let's go. Let, let's see, see what, what, uh, what happens now. Yep. And it starts, it starts today. Really coach Staley will, uh, will address the media. Um, hopefully we'll get a little more clarity on some of these injuries that happen, not only in the game, but have, have lingered around this team for the last few weeks. Um, and, and hopefully slowly get back to as full strength as you could possibly be. Um, and I think with Justin, as far as Justin's concerned, I think this is just going to be a tricky situation. And um, it, it, it really is going to be something where uh, I, I think for Justin, uh, he's got to do what he can do. Um, he's also got to be smart. And, you know, you, you just hope that uh, he stays safe on the field throughout this season and can, can lead this team to some wins. You know, because I know that's what he wants to do. You know, he, he said it. He said it. he wanted to be out there with his teammates to close the game. And I know that's important to him and it's important to the team. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I want to see the Justin Herbert from, from last year for a long time in this league. So we'll see how it goes. You guys have any final thoughts? I don't think so. I think uh, just in summation of, of what everyone has said, I think, you know, on to Houston it's on to this next couple chunk is you know I like to say they don't you know you mentioned it they don't look ahead we can um and it is going to be fascinating to use a, a word of Eric's to see how they respond and how they turn this around and um what happens over these next few weeks yep Eric final word uh no I'm good I I, I have okay. to go grind the tape now <laughs> go grind the tape That's going to do it for us, guys. We'll be back next Monday after the Chargers-Texans game. For Haley and Eric, I'm Chris. We'll see you next time.